0: Welcome, everyone, to the Learn the Bible podcast. This is Steve Bradley, God's Wordsmith, coming to you from beautiful Payson, Arizona, where I live, and where we're right now experiencing a gigantic Memorial Day influx of tourists. Anyway, today we're going to be starting the Gospel by Matthew, and our first section. In the New Testament is that gospel. Now, as many already know, the word gospel means good news. And Matthew was probably written sometime in the mid-60s AD, about 30 years after Jesus was crucified, rose, and ascended to heaven. Matthew is the same as Levi in Matthew 9. He's called both. So Matthew was one of a despised class of people called publicans in the King James Version or tax collectors in most other versions. Now, those were not tax collectors what like we think of, people who were bound by law to collect a certain amount of taxes. They were tax farmers. In other words, Rome employed them and they said, you get to keep over whatever you collect over and above our appointed amount. So it was a commission job. Many of them were very wealthy, and the thing is, many of them were deeply hated. So Matthew was probably not someone you would pick as an upstanding member of societies. In fact, they, he was he was classed with the prostitutes and all the other riffraff and lowlifes that inhabited Jerusalem and the other parts of uh, Judea. Now, the thing is, Jesus loves strays. He loves people who are on the outs with the better quality people. And of course, loves all the better quality people too. He loves everyone. He, when he was here in the flesh, he treated the people like Matthew with respect and kindness God loves all people, according to the Bible, which says, God so loved the world that whoever believes in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. He loves you too. Doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've done, how bad you are, how good you are, anything. He loves you, and he loves you individually, just for yourself, not as some group. He doesn't love you because you're Catholic. He doesn't love you because you're Baptist. He doesn't love you because you're Episcopalian or Lutheran or anything else. He loves you because you're you. So he loves just you and you are just as important to him. And listen to this carefully as anyone else in the world. You're, you're as important as the president of the United States. You're as important as the Pope You're as important as every other person in the world to God. Now let's get on to the New Testament. And our method, as you soon see, is to read the Bible text and then offer a very brief commentary on it. And I will do this with every chapter. And in that way, if you follow along, you will have read and understood the Bible for yourself And that, of course, is the way it should be. So the first thing that we see here is Matthew chapter 1, Jesus' lineage and birth. And I'm going to read this to you in just a moment. This is the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah and his brothers. Judah begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar, Perez begot Hezron, and Hezron begot Ram. Ram begot Abinadab, Abinadab begot Nashon, and Nashon begot Salmon. Salmon begot Boaz by Rahab, Boaz begot Obed by Ruth, Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. David the king begot Solomon by her who had been the wife of Uriah. Solomon begot Rehoboam, Rehoboam begot Abijah, and Abijah begot Asa. Asa begot Jehoshaphat, Jehoshaphat begot Joram, Joram begot Uzziah, Uzziah begot Jotham, Jotham begot Ahaz, and Ahaz begot Hezekiah. Hezekiah begot Manasseh, Manasseh begot Amon. Ammon begot Josiah. Josiah begot Jeconiah and his brothers about the time they were carried away to Babylon. And after they were brought to Babylon, Jeremiah begot, Jeconiah begot Shealtiel. Shealtiel begot Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel begot Abiud. Abiud begot Eliakim. And Eliakim begot Azor. Azor begot Zadok. Zadok. Zadok begot Achim, Achim begot Eliad, Eliad begot Eleazar, Eleazar begot Mathan, and Mathan begot Jacob. And Jacob begot Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. So all the generations from Abraham to David are 14 generations, from David until the captivity in Babylon are 14 generations, and from the captivity in Babylon until Jesus the Messiah are 14 generations. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, espoused is one of the words that's used in the versions, before they came together, she was found with child by the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately, secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit, and she will bring forth a son And you shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. So all this was done, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated, God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her. In other words, he had no sexual relations with her until she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Now we'll proceed to the commentary now, the thoughts that I have on this. The first thing, of course, in Matthew is the genealogy and every Bible genealogy has a purpose. The purpose here is to announce that Jesus is the Messiah, heir to the throne of David, the promised king and future ruler of the universe. Matthew does this through Joseph's lineage, which he announces by ending the genealogy with Joseph. Now, Luke gives a different genealogy, and we'll note that when we get to Luke. But apparently that is Mary's genealogy, concluding with the creation. And that's a very interesting fact, because although both genealogies go back to David, Luke's goes further, all the way back to Adam. The two genealogies are in reverse order. Joseph's begins with Abraham and goes forward. Mary's goes backward, beginning with Jesus and ending at the creation of Adam. Now, Matthew chapter 1 has a number of features that deserve our attention. Of course, as you can see, there are four women in the genealogy. Most genealogies of that day focus only on the men. Now, there are actually reasons for the inclusion of these women. There was Judah who begot Perez and Zerah by Tamar, and Tamar was actually Judah's son's wife. Judah's son died, and Tamar, insulted at the way she was treated by Judah, pretended to be a prostitute and became pregnant by her father-in-law. Wonderful family tree there. Selman begat Boaz by Rahab, and Boaz begot Obed by Ruth. And Obed begot Jesse, and Jesse begot David the king. Now, Rahab was a madam. She owned a brothel. And presumably, she also worked as a prostitute, but she came to believe in the Lord before her city was attacked. That's Jericho in Joshua. And Ruth was a Moabitess. She was to be excluded from Israel because of an ancestral feud that the people of God had with Moab. And once again, an exception was made because Ruth believed in the Lord. So Rahab, although she was a sinful woman, believed in the Lord. And she was accepted into Jesus' genealogy. And then David the king begot Solomon by her, who had been the wife of Uriah. Her name was Bathsheba. And this is detailed for us in 1 Samuel chapter 11, where David... Steals a man's wife, Uriah's wife Makes her his wife And then has Uriah assassinated It's a terrible story But once again, she is in Jesus' lineage Now, these four circumstances really show God's mercy and grace in Jesus' lineage Like I said, God does not care where you came from He cares that you love him and believe in him. That's his whole design and desire. Now, all of these women would have been disqualified as ancestors if Jesus was to have a 100% pure lineage. But God sees people differently. He knows all about us, but we know that He loves us anyway. And so he loved these women. He loved them enough to put them in Jesus' lineage. And like I said, God does care about your past, but it doesn't matter. He will accept you, whoever you are, wherever you've been, whatever you have done, if you repent and turn to him. Your past can be as if it never happened, when you turn to Jesus Christ as your Lord. And you can live a godly life, even if you have a demonic past. And you can be just as Christian as the man or woman who never did any of the things you've done. There are church-raised Christians who have done only the good things in life, and they have to be saved just like you do. There are people who are raised outside the church Who have lived a life almost dedicated to Satan, and they turn to the Lord, and they belong to Him, and they're 100% His. When you believe in Jesus, you are transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's dear Son. So, One of the verses in this particular chapter points that out quite clearly. It says, Jesus came to save his people from their sins. Once again, no matter what you've done, where you've been, who you are, what happens in your future, when you receive Jesus Christ, you belong to him. Now, the next item that I wanted to consider is the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. We're told by every single gospel that mentions it and every circumstance that points to it that Jesus was born of a virgin. And he was born of a virgin around 4 BC, 5 BC. Matthew says the birth of Jesus Christ happened this way. And Luke expands on it, explaining a little bit about Mary's emotions and feelings in what happened. So Mary became engaged to Joseph, but soon after she was discovered to be pregnant. Now in the New Testament era and in Jewish society, engagement was really equivalent to a marriage. And Joseph actually would have had to divorce Mary in order to stop the marriage. And he had decided to do this, but he went to sleep. I would have had a hard time sleeping, and I imagine he did too. You know, that restless sleep where you're thinking about something and you you just can't quite decide what to do. And then you come to a settled decision, you go to sleep. And then an angel appears to him while he's asleep. And he says, not to worry, Mary has not been unfaithful to you. God the Father has caused her to become pregnant. Now, some cults teach that God actually had sex with Mary. That is not true. The Bible makes it very clear that there was no sexual contact. Now, we don't know the mechanism, but we know that Joseph was not Jesus' father, nor was some Roman soldier. God was. The most significant facts about this are these. You shall call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The word Jesus actually means Savior. And Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world by his sacrificial death. Now, Jesus' other name is Emmanuel. He shall be called Emmanuel which being translated is God with us. And that's actually the very exact meaning of the three short Hebrew words, immanuel, with us, God, that, uh, that word connotes. Jesus the Christ, Jesus the Messiah, is God in a body. And then it says the virgin shall be with child, and bear a son mary was was a virgin until she bore jesus when she had her son she was still a virgin and then after she recovered from the birth jesus and Joseph, excuse me mary and joseph had a normal sexual relationship because jesus had brothers and sisters those just didn't come automatically So, even in Mark chapter 6, verse 3, when Jesus is being kind of put down by his own villagers, he says, is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon, and are not his sisters here with us? Now, for all of you who don't know, in general, birth of a child takes sexual connection, especially in those days where there was no technology to do any kind of uh, implants or anything. So Jesus, born of a virgin, Mary, his mom, Joseph, not his dad, but his stepdad, are all a family now. And... We will consider Matthew chapter 2 next time. Now, prayers for all of you, and please pray for me. God bless you guys, and please subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. I hope God blesses you real richly. This is Steve Bradley, God's wordsmith, signing off.